Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. And I want to talk, I love, I love this time of the year, and I love this, this night before Thanksgiving, because I have learned something that I, I, I think you guys have learned as well, but I want to pass it on, and that there is a power in gratitude. Amen. There's a power in gratitude when we have the right attitude towards things. And how many know that as just some, as just this message is saying, the power of gratitude. Gratitude is an attitude. We have to choose to be grateful. We don't always get to choose what happens to us, but we get to choose what we do with what happens to us. And I, I begin to think about that, and you can see in your in your daily lives how. So many people struggle with that. Some people are not even thankful for the simplest things like jobs. I was in Walmart this week and um, was getting some waters filled, those five-gallon water bottles, and um, went up to the cash register, and I know that they just have to scan in the book that it's refilling the the bottles that you already have, and it's 50 cents a gallon or something, and so the guy hits the scanner, and it shows up as like 650 so I'm like, that's not the right one, buddy. Um, can you try to find the right one? He's like, Ugh. you know, he's like grunting. And so, so he, he walks around, he tries to find something else, and, and uh, then he scans it again. And he goes and scans my bottles that I bought originally that were like $13, and it's like $13.44. And I said, you're going the wrong direction, buddy. And he's like, I hate my job. And I said, I can tell. I said, no doubt about it. That's what I said. And um, so I said, see that lady over there? She works here too. Can you go ask her to help you? And so she went over, he went over, and finally it took quite a while, but we got to the 250 for the five gallons and got out of there. But then today I was in Walmart again, and I met this woman who's worked for Walmart for 40 years and was smiling the entire time I was there, thankful for her job, loved her job, and just amazing contrast between two people, right, that one loves their job and one hates their job. But I, I, I know lots of people hate their job, but I've never met anybody tell me I hate my job. <laughs> right? So attitude of gratitude. Amen. First Thessalonians 5.16 says rejoice always. How many know this is an area we can all, all get better at? And as we're going through this, as we go into tomorrow, this isn't something we should have just on Thanksgiving week. But that literally, if you could carry this into the rest of your life, you would be amazed how your life would change if you have the right attitude about things. And I'm going I'm to give you some quotes tonight. I'm going to give you some things to think about. But, but Paul is telling us that we should always find a way to rejoice. Even in the bad times, even in the times we don't understand, we can figure out a way. He doesn't say rejoice when it's easy to rejoice or rejoice when you get a bonus or rejoice when you feel, feel good. He says rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And then he says, in everything, give thanks. This is important. In everything, give thanks. In other words, no matter what we're going through, we give thanks in that situation. And then it says, this is interesting. Some people say, what is the will of God for my life? There's a simple answer tonight. Being thankful. When you're thankful, you're walking in the will of God. When you have an attitude of gratitude, you're fulfilling God's will. Because he wants us to live a life. I'm just going to give you a spoiler alert on what I'm going on this. He wants us to live a life where we're thankful, 
regardless of what we have. We're thankful regardless of our, how we feel. We're thankful regardless of the circumstances of our life. That's really where God wants us to live. I'm going to prove it in the scriptures. But listen to this. A thankful heart is one of the primary identifying characteristics of a believer. I believe that. When you, when you meet somebody, that, now if I, that boy that I'm talking about, that teenager, whatever age he was, if he's a believer, he's not walking in the will of God. A believer should be somebody who is set apart by their attitude of thanksgiving. So it's a characteristic. If you're a believer today, you should be becoming, maybe you're not yet, but you should be becoming a thankful person. It, it, what, what, why this is important is it's different than, it's, it's kind of uh, the exact opposite of pride. Selfishness and worry. Pride, selfishness, and worry is what our flesh wants to do, but God wants us to be thankful. It helps fortify our trust in the Lord. How many know that He is our provider? And when we're, when we're grateful, we're saying, Lord, this may not be what I want, but this is what you want me to have. So even in the toughest times, no matter how choppy the waves become in our life or how, how, our belief, uh, uh, how, how things seem to be going, thankfulness is that anchor that keeps a believer strong. Amen? Colossians 4.2 says, Continue earnestly in prayer and then be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. I tried this this morning, and I'm going to give you, not the first time, but I really focused on it this morning when I was praying, my time in prayer with the Lord, and how many know that's really important? Not, not the time I just had here in the prayer room for today, but the time I had this morning with the Lord, spending with Him, nobody else, set a time, set apart, spending some time with the Lord. How many know that's important? If you're not doing that, work on it. Get there. Get to that place where you're spending some time with God. And I told God this morning, today, and I think in general, I'm pretty good at this. I'm not patting myself, but I think in my own personal estimation, but said today, I'm not going to ask for anything in my prayers. I'm going to pray the entire time just giving you thanks. I'm just going to thank you over and over. So the entire time I spent, you don't need to know how long I prayed, but how, the whole time I prayed, I just gave God thanks. And I just thanked him over and over. And I just had an attitude of thanksgiving. And I believe that that pleases God. I didn't talk about what I needed or what I didn't have or what I wanted. Or I didn't even, it didn't, it didn't even pray, sorry, I didn't even pray for you. I didn't pray for anybody. I just gave God thanks. I just thanked him. Amen. And so I'm, I am thankful for you, though, by the way. How many are thankful for me? How many are thankful for your church? How many are thankful for other believers tonight? Amen? So I am thankful, and I did thank the Lord for you in general. I just didn't do it personal. But there's something about spending some time. Choose some days. You'd be amazed if you choose some days and say, I'm going to consciously pray, and I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm just going to thank God. This is what he's saying here. Continuing earnestly in prayer and being vigilant. In other words, it's an attitude to say, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to find something to be thankful about. Here's a quote. In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. In every moment, thank God. I'm going to say it again for anybody who wants to write it down. In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. 
In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. But in every moment, thank God. So I'm always thankful. I, I, I mention this a lot all the time. It just always comes back to my mind. I always remember Corey Tinboom thanking God for fleas. How many remember that? It's just, it's just one of those things where you learn to say, as, as I'm going through, how many in the last month or last few months have had something happen to you or gone through something that when it happened, you didn't understand it? Just two? Okay, three? It's all right. Right? Something happens. You're just like, why? What's, what's, what, God, how? I, I, I go through things sometimes and I, immediately, God, how are you going to get glory in this? What's the, what's the situation here? Right? But, but like I said Sunday in the message about not limiting God, is God is doing something all the time. He's always working. He's always doing something. And so even when, I'm got, when I've got fleas, like Corey Tinboom had, I know there's a reason why I've got fleas, so I can be thankful for the fleas. Just know that no matter what you're going through, no matter what your situation is, God is doing something, so you have an attitude of thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. How many know that letting God's peace rule your heart is an attitude, is a decision? God wants to rule your heart with peace, but you have to let him. He wants to overcome you with peace that passes all understanding, but you got to trust him. So he, he says, so in other words, the peace is there, and he wants it to rule your hearts. He doesn't just want you to have peace one day a week. He wants you to have peace all the time, and then maybe there's a little time where your peace gets affected, but you're walking in that peace because you're letting it rule your heart. And it says, to, who, to which also you were called in one body, and watch how it finishes, and be Thankful. And be thankful. So let God's peace rule in your hearts and be thankful. And then you can kind of flip that verse around. Watch this. When you're thankful, God's peace rules your heart. They go hand in hand. If I keep a thankful heart, even in a situation that doesn't make sense, doesn't, doesn't, I don't understand. Ray's over here right now in a cast. He doesn't understand why he had to get him operated right on your body. It's like, why? I'm just hanging out with my family. But you will find out at some point there was a reason for it. Everything that happens, there's, there, we'll look back, we'll figure it out. Or it just may be an opportunity to show God, I trust you. And have peace. And be thankful. And watch how everybody else watches you in your situation. So write this down. Gratitude is an attitude. It's an attitude you have to wake up with every day. If you don't wake up with that attitude, you're going to tell a customer, I hate my job. You may think it. We think a lot of things, but then you go, did I really just say that? I'm wondering later if he actually said, did I actually say that to a customer? Probably not. He probably didn't think about it. He probably told another customer. Maybe a few after me. I don't know. Pastor Jose was with me as a witness that this kid did this, and we laughed and talked about it for quite a while. But you have to wake up in the morning and say, even if I don't like my job, I'm going to be thankful for it because I get a paycheck, and there's a whole bunch of people that don't have jobs. As I saw Ray, we were, we were over there by the bathroom. I said, when you when he's trying to wash his hands, I'm not trying to pick on you tonight. Just It's a good example, amen? Trying to wash his hands with one arm. I said, you're thankful for your other arm now, aren't you? 
let something happen to you, and you'll be thankful. Everybody that's got the use of both your arms, just raise them up right now. Wave them in the air and look over at Ray. If you ain't got nothing else to be thankful for tonight, you can raise both your hands and wave them like you just don't care. Amen? How many, how many make, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because sometimes it's those little things we need to focus on. When you're having a bad day, your bad day is going to happen regardless. But you can choose to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this ruin my day. I'm going to be thankful for what, for what I do have. I got something this person doesn't have. And, and, and you might just be able to make it as simple as I've got a better attitude than the kid at Walmart. Amen? Philippians 4, verse 11. This is kind of the meat of the message right here. This is the key. How many know Paul suffered a lot? Now, I actually don't have this verse, but it's okay. I'm going to read it. I didn't send it, but I'll just read it. If you want to find it, you can, but don't put it up yet. Paul went through a lot. Okay, we know Paul was a person who had a lot of clout and a lot of strength and a lot of wisdom. Uh, he was well known. Then he starts serving God and then he's been beaten, and he's been forsaken, and he's going through a lot, and we know that he ends up writing two-thirds of the New Testament, and most of it, he was in prison. If he wouldn't have mentioned that he was in prison, there's no way he would have ever been to know that he was in prison. How many, know, how many would like to live your life that way, that no one knows the bad things that you've gone through unless someone tells them? They just look at you and go, man, that person is really st strong and got it all together. If you were to see Paul not in prison, you'd think this guy's got it together. But he suffered. But he also had some times of great um, resources. He had some times of no resources. And he came to this conclusion that I want to have, Philippians chapter 4, did you find it? Verse 11, it says, not that I speak in regard of need. So he said, I'm not asking you for anything tonight. But I have learned this is the key. I have learned in whatever state I am. In other words, no matter what I'm going through, I have learned to be what? Just leave that right there for a second. This is the meat of the message. It'll change your life. It's a power. How many know power has to be tapped into? When the message says power of gratitude, you have to plug it in. There's a lot of things in our lives that we have, microwaves and ovens and cars and lots of things, cell phones that have power to do a lot of things, but if you don't plug it in, it doesn't work. Gratitude has to be plugged in. When you plug gratitude in, something supernatural happens, I'm telling you. It is a power that is amazing. It is a power that will transform your walk. When you get to a place to say, I, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to be happy. Because how many know, and you know that I mess with people when they say, I say, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm okay. You're not okay. I believe if you're not in a hospital or jail, you're better than okay. You could say that if you're in jail or a hospital. But I think that we're better than that if we're not in jail or the hospital. So we, we, have, we have to make that attitude to say, I'm, I'm thankful that I've got this and I've got that, and, and I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude, and I'm going to realize no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to be content with what I've got, and then that makes God happy. We say happy wife, happy life. How about happy God, happy life? When God's happy, everything's really good. So watch what the next verse says. Not that I, sorry, next verse, please. Oh, I didn't tell you 2.13. I'm going to read it. Don't worry. I got it. 
He says, I know how to be abased. That means I know how to have lack. And I know how to abound. So he says, I, 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 and how many, how many here could say that you, not, I'm not talking millionaire status, but you've tasted what it is to have very little, and you've tasted what it is to have a lot. I think everybody in here has, has at least tried a little bit of both. I'm not talking about being a millionaire. I'm not talking about being dirt poor. But you've been in that place where you understand, I know what lack is. I know what it is to have more than I need or more than enough. He says, in these things, in all things, I've learned to both be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But listen to what he says. I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. You have a power that comes from Jesus. And, and when he says that, what I think of is, and going back to I'm okay, you can't say you're okay if you're a Christian. Because you're not okay. If you're saved, you are beyond okay. You're a child of God. You're blood bought. Your name's in the book of life. You have a mansion waiting for you in heaven. You have eternal life waiting for you. You have the King of kings, the Lord of lords on your side. He's a victor. He's, he's, he says you're above and not below. You're the head and not the tail. You'll lend, you won't borrow. He's, he's got all these promises. How can we be okay? He says what Paul is saying is, my, my circumstances don't dictate my joy. My Jesus dictates my joy. When Jesus is in your life, it doesn't matter what else is going on. I'm going to be content because I've got the most important. Now, the world, could, the world could do that. The world could be all kinds of up and down. If I meet someone who's not saved and they say they're okay, that's them. That's different. But when you're a believer, you're not okay. You're good. You're great. Amen? Now listen to this. I'm going to begin to close. This is important. Going back to my first verse, it said, give thanks in everything. In everything, give thanks. Notice the word I in, in. Okay, this is important. Because what we do a lot of times is we don't understand this. God says to give thanks in everything. That doesn't mean you have to be thankful for everything. You with me? Doesn't mean you have to be thankful for the bad attitude at Walmart. Doesn't mean you have to be thankful for a bad relationship. Or thankful for being passed over for the promotion at work. Or being thankful for negative funds in the bank. He's not saying you have to be thankful for those things. He's saying you have to be thankful in those things. See the difference? You don't have to be a hypocrite and walk around. I'm just so thankful that I'm broke. I'm just so thankful. It's so awesome. It's so wonderful. I'm so thankful that I'm hungry. I'm so thankful that my car doesn't run. I'm just so thankful for that. That's hypocrisy. But you can be thankful in the situation. And be thankful that you've got a God that can change your situation. And maybe he wants to change the situation. He's just waiting for our attitude to line up with what he has planned for us. Amen? So there's a big distinction there. We all know the story of the lepers, and I want to finish with this. Luke chapter 17. I think this is one of the best ideas and examples of a grateful heart. It happened as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, 
And as he entered a certain village, he met 10 men who were lepers. That's a key number, amen. 10 men who were lepers. Now, I like to put myself in the story. None of us here that I know of are lepers physically. But we are lepers spiritually. Before we meet Jesus, we are lepers. We are outcasts. We cannot come. See, with leprosy, you couldn't get near other people. With, with the sin of leprosy, we can't come near God. So we are spiritual lepers. And so I like to put myself here, and this is another reminder to myself how thankful I am that I am no longer a leper, that I'm no longer in a place where I can't, as the Bible said, come boldly into his throne room of grace. So the lepers were st standing far off like they should. We talked about that with Naaman on Sunday. They could not come near. And as they lifted their voices, they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy. Isn't that what we're all doing? Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. That's, that's what brings salvation. That's what brings revival is when a person says, I'm a sinner. I need mercy. Hum humbly, Lord, I, I'm not worthy to stand in your presence. Would you please save me? Have mercy on us. And this is what they're doing to Jesus. So when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, this is important, as they went, there's always action in a miracle. Faith is always accompanied by movement. He would always say, do you want to walk? Do you want to stand up? Can you? And so he says, he says this time, kind of like with Naaman, go dip in the Jordan seven times. He tells these lepers, go talk to the priest. And by the time you get there, you're going to be healed. And so as they obeyed, we talked about that on Sunday, and they went, what happened? They were cleansed. Can you imagine as they're going, their skin as they're walking is changing? That would have been a fun time to be around those guys. To see them being changed like every step. They're like, whoa, and they're probably stopping and talking to each other and showing each other's hands and looking at each other's faces. And like every step that they go forward, they get more and more clean until by the time they got to the priest, they were all cleansed. And, but one of them, one of them, one person, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice, glorified God. How many want to be the one tonight? I hopefully it's more than one, but you got to say, if nobody else does, I'm going to be the one who glorifies God. I'm going to be the one who thanks God. I'm going to be the one who finds something to be thankful for in this situation. And he returned and it says, fell on his face at his feet, giving him what? Thanks. How many of you have ever given something to somebody and you didn't do it for the thanks, but you sure do appreciate thanks? How many get a little bothered when you give something to somebody and they don't say thanks? I like to try. Now, listen, we're all human and we've all missed that moment at some point in our life, but I like to try to make sure I do at least three thanks. At least three times. And that person right there then, then a little later, then maybe a text or a phone call. I want to make sure they know I'm thankful. Right? Go overboard. And maybe sometimes you forget, hey, I, just in case I forgot, thanks again for dinner. 
Thanks again for, what, for thinking of me. Thanks. There's something powerful about being thankful, and I think that we're created in God's image, and he likes to be thanked. Amen? There's just something powerful about that. So he says thanks, and, and he mentions he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, weren't there ten people that I cleansed? Where are the other nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said, arise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. We don't know. We, we can only speculate whether or not those other nine men kept their healing. I'm, I tend to lean towards the fact that when somebody does not thank God for their healing, that they will eventually lose it or if they don't have the right attitude about it, they can, it can go back. I don't know that for sure, but we don't know whatever happened to the other nine. They may have kept their healing, but even if they did, they didn't do what God did it for, which was to glorify God. That's why we tell you guys, when you have a testimony, let us know so you can testify. You, you get God does something powerful in your life so you can glorify his name. Musicians, you can begin to come. Let's end with Philippians. And this is interesting because if you go back to what we read earlier with Paul, he was mentioning later in the scriptures, I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how it is to be abased. I know how it is to have much or little. I've learned in all things to be happy. A few verses earlier, we're going to see in Philippians 4, and many of you know this, these verses, verses 6 and 7 are some of the most powerful verses in all the Bible. When people are not walking in the victory God wants them to walk in, it's because they're anxious, because they're stressed, because they're overwhelmed, because they're too busy, because they're not trusting God fully. God says, be anxious in nothing. For, sorry, for nothing. In other words, stop worrying. But in everything, there it is again, but in everything, not for everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Have you noticed when we pray here in the church and we pray for the sick, we pray for whatever, at the end we say, now let's thank God. Let's make sure we thank God. And I believe this as a fact. Many times the healing comes in the thanking. There's, there's been times where we've prayed and, and, and you haven't felt that warmth or felt that healing, but once you begin to say, Lord, I thank you, as soon as you begin to thank God, you feel the warmth in your body. You feel the healing in your body. There's something about it, the power of gratitude. So he says, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And leave it for just, I'm going to say, like I said this morning, I even said, let's try making some requests known to God, just thanking him. In other words, don't, don't make any requests. Have you ever had somebody that you know that if they call you, you know they're going to ask for something? Have you, anybody know anybody like that? Like, it's never happened that they just said, hey, how's it going? What's going on? How's life? Or maybe they even learned how to do all that lead-in, but they're still going to ask you for something. Right? Anybody know anybody like that? 
Maybe God feels like that sometimes. Maybe we go to him in prayer, and, and if we were to do what I just said and pray one day without asking for anything, we might shock God. I would love to shock God. God sends a, a message out to the angel. Stop. They're actually thanking me and not even asking for anything. Man, let it be known today on this day that a miracle has happened. Amen? Now, I'm not saying we can't ask. God wants to answer. But I believe there's something about just going to the Lord and saying, God, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. I just, all I want is for you to know I love you. I don't need anything else but my name in the book. Everything else is a bonus. Couldn't that possibly change our lives if we got to wait to the way of thinking like that? Instead of always coming. And if you notice in the Bible, the, the Lord's Prayer starts with hallowed, holy, worshipped and revered is your name. We, we should spend more time. I've been working on myself, spending more time. My mind begins to go, and my thoughts begin to go, and I need to pray for this, and I need to pray for that. And I'm not even talking about asking for things, praying for you, praying for people, praying for situations. And I stop myself and make myself just keep worshiping God and thanking him and telling him how awesome and powerful he is. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And there's a whole lot of worshiping and thanking before I get to give us this day our daily bread. Before we start working on us, there's a whole lot. Jesus did it. That's why it's a model prayer. We're not supposed to memorize it and just say the Lord's Prayer, but there's a model behind it. And the attitude is thanksgiving. So let your requests be made known to God and watch what the next verse says. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Did you notice tonight there was a theme that whenever you're thankful, there's a connection to peace? Whenever you're thankful, there's a connection to the will of God. Whenever you're thankful, there's a connection to not worrying and not stressing. There's a power tonight in gratitude. Thank you, Father, tonight for teaching us on this Wednesday night as we go into spending time with our family. This is not the only time we do this of the year, God. As a matter of fact, it's just like Christmas. It's just like Easter. These are days that we celebrate because they're on the calendar. We think of them more, but this is not the only time of the year we're thankful a true believer is thankful all year long, every day, all day. But we're not always thankful for what we're going through, but we're thankful in what we're going through because we know that in every situation you're working and you're working things out for our own good. And Lord, when we are thankful, we're in your will. And when we're in your will, there's provision and when we're in your will and there's provision, there's peace and there's joy. It all works together, Father, tonight. Let the power of gratitude move in our lives. Help us to reflect that to other people. Let other people see it in us and it not just be words, but it be real. Lord, just as much as that 
that boy made it evident and clear he hated his job. Let me make it evident and clear how much I love you and thank you for my salvation. Let it be visible and known that we are thankful tonight for who you are. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, all across this place, we're going to have some time to love on God at this altar, to, to talk to God, to thank Him tonight. How many in this place have never put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have never said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. You may be watching online. You may be sitting in this place tonight. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you, you, you don't even know that there's a Savior. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And he says, if you'll put your faith in me, I will, I will save you and change you and forgive you. How many could say by lifting their hands, Pastor, pray for me tonight. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. Just lift up your hand and put it right back down all over this place. I'm going to wait just a moment. How many? I need Jesus. I need to be born again. I need my life to be changed. Amen. Let's stand all over this place. We're going to say a prayer for anyone watching tonight online listening on the podcast, and, we're, and then we're going to open up the altar. Would you say this with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for your gospel. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your blood. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I fall short of your glory. Please forgive me. Please wash me clean. Change me tonight. I put my faith in your death on the cross and in your burial, and in your resurrection. Jesus, because you came out of that grave, I can live forever. Please forgive me. Please change me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.